So in this week's episode of Cutting Through the Noise, we're going to talk about targeting blogs and what exactly that means. Is it only blogs? Where are influencers? Where are your influencers and how do you find them? So Michelle, what do you think about targeting blogs when it comes to marketing and promoting yourself? Well, that's a good question. Um, so when I think of targeting blogs, um, you know, it's really something that when I'm trying to figure out a new audience that I want to reach, uh, that's kind of one of the first things that I think about because, you know, it's easy to assume that you have a product or a service and you're like, oh, I have a general idea of my audience, but do I really want to put this out there to a broad audience or do I really want to make sure I'm getting it in in front of people that are more relevant and people I think that are actually going to, you know, use this kind of services and stuff. Um, so I think when I think about that, it's just definitely a targeting thing when, where I might want to make sure I want to reach relevant or relevant, um, audiences. So, yeah, you know, when we're talking about traction channels and, and that's sort of, you know, what we're doing today, just in terms of thinking about blogs and, and promotion kind of seems like blog is a word from, five years ago, 10 years ago, and when everybody had a blog, whether it was a cooking blog or a running blog, and, you know, there were even companies, blogads.com, where you could pay 15 cents and, you know, have an ad on somebody else's blog, and it kind of seems that while people still produce content, they produce it in all sorts of mediums, all different sorts of ways, and so do you think sort of social media has kind of taken over blogs in terms of, you know, influencers and, and kind of promoting content? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, over the past five to eight years or so, we've definitely noticed, um, or at least what I've noticed, is that social media is now gaining traction in terms of reaching these relevant audiences and becoming, you know, really the face of influence marketing. Like, we've always seen this before. You have celebrity endorsements promoting products, um, getting the word out there. But with the introduction of social media and more people being involved in it, um, the generations are really looking into uh, making sure that they reach um, brands and stuff that are, you know, transparent and they're, you know, they're supported by people that are similar to them. I know when I'm scrolling through like Instagram or whatever, if I see something that, you know, I see a friend like liked some sort of sponsored post and I'm like, oh, that's kind of curious. Like I tend to like some of the things that they like. And so I'll go through that way. And then you'll see that there's people promoting it and just having, you know, noticing people who are following them who have similar interests, it gets me more interested in that product. So, um, yeah, and I think, you know, you mentioned celebrities and sort of endorsements. And, you know, I think when we mention influencer marketing, we're not saying that, you know, your product, your service has to be promoted by Kylie Jenner or you're just not going to be relevant. I think, you know, that can be very fake and it's not, you know, like if I'm, you know, pushing, you know, a new brand of soap and Kylie Jenner promotes it, like, is that really you know, that doesn't, that doesn't do anything for me. So, no. you know, it's, you talked about finding the relevant audiences and I think that's the key. You know, anybody can go and pay somebody to hawk their product, but we're trying to be genuine because we're, you know, marketing this as a part of our overall campaign. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, when you brought up sort of finding audiences and, you know, thinking about your product and who you want to reach, how would you go about doing that? How would you find sort of the Instagram accounts or, Facebook or even dedicated blogs that are, um, you know, relevant to your product? Yeah, uh, definitely searching. (laughs) Um, And a little bit of stalking, I would say, you know, you definitely want to go through 
your own following list and kind of maybe do a little research into the people that are following it um, and just kind of see what their general interests are. And then from there, you know, kind of look at see what tags are being associated with your product. Maybe people are tagging you in things um, that are like really relevant. So from there, I would just honestly just click on the different hashtags, any kind of, um, you know, uh, products and stuff that you see that your current followers are also looking into. And just trying to look that way and see if you can find people who are um, influential and that are also in the same like audience range, I guess. And so the kind of, I think that way, it's kind of easier to find certain influencers that come that way. Um, for instance, I know we have the Tummy Cradle uh, account and I know, Sean, you've been looking into um, Instagram influencers as well to kind of reach. Like how, I guess this would be a question for you is how would that process start for you? You know, for me, it's, you know, we're producing content for Instagram and, and Facebook. It's been spending a lot of time on the web, pulling relevant articles, images, uh, you know, things like that to get out there. And just starting by kind of tagging some of these folks and then watching, you know, which posts get the best reactions. So, you know, if I'm putting a link from Baby Center, um, you know, about your baby starting teething and, you know, six people like it versus put something up there about, what best mush to feed your infant and you know 50 people like that then I know maybe that's content that's relevant and I need to go after the (laughs) mush manufacturers so I think it's kind of testing the audience Um, you know it's tough because you kind of want to get that info and and get relevant because you know if you want to you know have somebody influence your audience or their audience you you kind of have to have something to give them in return yeah so when you're first starting out and you have three followers you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, go to a big company or a medium-sized company and say, help me promote. So you kind of got to build up your following while keeping an eye on on what your following is interested in. Yeah. So would you recommend just putting out as much, if, if I was like a starting off um, business or whatever, would you recommend putting it as much different kind of content and then seeing what sticks and, you know, is relevant to your audience and then... Yeah, I think that applies across content marketing in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of identifying sort of the influencers, the more content you can get out there and seeing what your audience um, you know, gravitates to, then you know that you have a lookalike audience of the people that follow that brand. So kind of starting with that and then going into the um, sort of partnership is, I think, key. Yeah. What do you think about, you think about influencers sort of content swapping, as in I'm going to go write an article about marketing for, you know, an SEO blog, and the SEO blog's going to write something about SEO for our marketing website. Do you find that effective? Yeah, I think so. I think in that situation, that's like such a mutually benefiting relationship. Like, it's not like you're paying someone, you know, physical money for this kind of stuff, but it's just an exchange of uh, your guys' um, talents and, and services. So it's like, oh, hey, it's just, um, I think it's just a good way of, getting these audiences again to kind of find the more content that's relevant to to them. So it's like, you know, if I'm browsing through this blog, it's going to backlink me to this one. And then I'm like, oh, wow, I'm going to start browsing through their content. Like, it's just a nice, a nice way to redirect people. Um, and if, if it's something that doesn't stick or resonate with them, then it's no harm, no foul. They just exit out. So I think uh, that's a really powerful thing is to try to partner up with people that are, you know, um, promoting your stuff and then you self-promote on theirs. Like, it's just a mutually... Uh, winning relationship, I think. And, you know, when it comes to articles, you know, a lot, in a lot of these sort of cutting through the noise talks, we make sure we differentiate between, you know, e-commerce type companies and what's this called, non. Um, you know, when you're talking about promoting products, that's a little bit easier in terms mm-hmm. of, okay, this person's going to get a picture of my product on their 
Instagram account. I think when you're the non-category and you're really trying to be sort of thought leaders, it seems like blogging and getting to other people's blogs is kind of a key key thing because it's not image-based. It's not as quick. It's a longer tail kind of conversion. So I think that's actually, when you think of the traction channel, quote, targeting blogs, that that sort of segment seems to make more sense for that as opposed to social media influencers. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Because, um, yeah, I mean, with blogs, you are able to share your ideas more openly, whereas I, I do feel like the trend on social media is people mostly pushing the products. Um, although there might be some people. I was reading about, uh, like, Airbnb when they first started. They had, like, Mariah Carey, of all people, like, you know, had her push and promote their services. So, it, you know, it's it's interesting to see, I guess, how it's grown from that point where it's like, okay, you can do the sharing, the ideas and the platform that's, I think, really beneficial for the non-e-commerce companies, but also to see that it is possible to maybe do that on, like through the social media influencers as well. Maybe not with Mariah Carey, but. <laughs> I got her on speed dial. It's all good. Yeah, cool. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes, you know, a bunch of small sort of, we'll call them, you know, hits on the web mm-hmm. in total, um, you know, the sum of that is a lot more than just one post by one big person. So, you know, if you're seeing an article here about your SEO service and then you're seeing a post on Instagram and on Facebook, that seems to kind of validate the how genuine the brand is as opposed to just a one-off kind of post. So it seems yeah. like that's the way we look at it is, you know, each traction channel is a part to a full campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and while there may be small pieces from the targeting of blogs and social media accounts, I think it adds up to something strong. Yeah, absolutely. When you're making a decision on um, reading content, and so you're browsing the web, you're looking for things to read, you know what you're looking to read, how do you make that decision? Is it just by Google? Is it by personal friends? Is it by brands you follow? What's your thought process as a consumer of content? Yeah, I think a lot of the times it's uh, it's just following other blogs that I have just generic interests of mine. Like, so for instance, I obviously follow a couple of marketing blogs um, like SEO land, or I guess marketing land is the over encompassing one, but just starting off there and just kind of seeing anything that piques my interest. Like I know it's a reputable blog for the most part. It's, you know, so many people go to this site and they have so many people that, you know, uh, contribute their own um, experiences to it. So that's, I mean, obviously one thing is just like Google searching blogs that are relevant to my interests. Um, but also, you know, through like LinkedIn, I'll see some of my like fellow colleagues or people that have worked in the past that I, you know, have the same like working mind towards and stuff. And so I'll see when they post things. So that's just another channel. And then I know when it comes to like social media, I really don't follow that many things that they post because I feel like uh, at least on Facebook world, that's a lot of like personal blogs like, oh, hey, I just started a blog and it's about my life. And I'm like, well, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say uh, Google search is really the first place I go. I mean, you're going to get so many hits and they have such a great algorithm and making sure that's semi-relevant based off of how many other people are going to the site. So, you know, it's, you're going to find something that might stick. Yeah, when I tell, when people tell me that they're starting a blog about their life, I ask them how it's going to improve my life. <laughs> and that's how I decide if I'm going to read it or not. So that's kind of the key. That's a good uh, way to filter that out, right? <laughs> When you're thinking about social media influencers, um, would you say that somebody has to have a minimum amount of followers or likes to be effective or for you to you know, want them to kind of share your brand or share your content, or does it not as much matter? Is it more about the style of content? I think 
I mean, I, I feel like, you know, large scale influencers, it probably is like some sort of man, at least to be like verified on Instagram and Facebook. You know, you have to have a minimum number. But I do think that the style of the content that you mentioned is honestly what's more important. I mean, if you're a small business and you're like, well, maybe I want to try to partner with somebody to kind of get the word out. Like, why not just look local? Like, find someone who has maybe already been around the audience that you're trying to, get, you know, work with. Um, and just even starting small. But I think as long as you're delivering content that, again, is like genuine, it's um, supported by, you know, people, real people, I guess, even if it's just a few people, I think that speaks more volume than just having, you know, three million followers or something. I'd rather see what the content is and whether or not that like resonates with me. When you think about um, approaching somebody, whether it's, let's just say that you want to swap content with or have promote you, let's just generally not just blogs but blogs social media accounts whatever it may be how would you go about that in terms of actually getting the person to to influence and to help promote mm. i think I, I kind of going back again to like the partnering like making it more of a partnership as opposed to like oh if you do this for us like like huge thanks like thanks for doing that i think finding a way where you're kind of like well you know if you, you know, maybe mention us in your blog or if you talk about this, like, we'll be happy to, you know, kind of promote for you as well or, or kind of find some sort of common ground where you, it's not just a one-sided, you know, benefit. I think it's uh, especially important to maintain and nurture those kind of relationships. Um, so I think just trying to find a way where, you know, it's not just that one side would be the way I would try to go about it. <laughs> and I think the other piece of it, too, is, you know, a lot of things I – mean, Think about traction channels or marketing practices there can kind of have a start and end date so you're getting ready to run a facebook ad campaign you start the campaign you run it and then it ends um, this sort of practice could be something that you could very much consume yourself with in terms of finding the targets liking people sharing um, so you kind of have to be sort of efficient yeah. um, and it's something you could really kind of a black hole that you could get lost in and since it maybe is a smaller traction channel, maybe it's something that you use to fill the gaps in between sort of larger pieces. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, it's definitely, you know, coming up with bigger scale campaigns and all the targeting and stuff, that does take some time. But once you get that live and kind of just let it go, like you do have some downtime. So it would be, that would be, I feel like a good time in between to just go ahead and start looking a little bit deeper into that targeting the blogs and, and trying to, you know, figure out how to get the word out and reach, again, more relevant audiences. Uh, so, Sean, I know that you've obviously had a lot of experience with, um, you know, this kind of work and, and, you know, trying to work on targeting for your different clients. Uh, what's your experience with, like, unique targeting, I guess? Well, put it. you know, we working with this one product, um, you know, and I could tell just kind of researching um, the audience that it was, you know, a lot of families and moms and, you know, people of a certain demographic and kind of looking at their personal Instagram accounts, you know, a lot of them post a lot of pictures of cats and dogs and pets and kids. And so I started posting pictures of some cats with babies because it was a pregnancy pillow. And all of a sudden our posts started getting liked by cat influencers. And, you know, it was the first time that we had had somebody like a post that had over 10,000 followers, which... Wow. You know, is that, you know, going to do anything? Who knows? But it is sort of an interaction. And then all of a sudden, that person started following us. And then the post started getting more likes. So, you know, it's something where it doesn't have to be because I'm pushing the pregnancy pillow. I need to only target pregnancy-related um, blogs, websites, Instagram. You know, it can be sort of a, um, 
ancillary interest, and that's why you have to spend a lot of time, um, you know, understanding your audience. Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting to think. Yeah, because in terms of you don't want to be so targeted that you're only attracting to this one interest. The fact that you know you're able to expand outside that and reach people that you know maybe they're interested in cats, but they're also interested in maybe the pregnancy stuff. So interesting. Yeah, well, I think once you get to cat influencers, you kind of have to kind of have to wrap up. So yeah, are you going to retire now? I mean, your career's you know basically it's, at its peak. It, 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 it's peaked with the cat influencers. <laughs> All right, so that's been Cutting Through the Noise, talking about social media influencers.